Welcome to another episode of The Big Question, presented by Friends of Film, a podcasting in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll discuss how Avengers 4 can bring back its dead heroes. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again joined by a man who has seen Infinity War only one time, people, Josh Straley. Not that hardcore, just once. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. Only one time. Opening night. That was it. That's all you needed. And that was it. Uh... Mostly and mainly because movie passes made me stingy. So in the past, I would have been like, "Oh, it's ten bucks for a movie. All right, whatever." But I'm like, "I'm already paying ten bucks for movie pass, uh-huh. so I can only should only go see a movie once and <laughs> maximize." Like it actually works because when it wasn't just once per movie, saw Thor three times. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, Last Jedi three times. So. Now we're you're, here. You're not cheating the system anymore. I'm not cheating the system anymore. They want pictures of my tickets. <laughs> um, and, you know, they're tactically having outages on big movie nights. Yeah, like, it's interesting how that happens. Man. Then this morning, this morning, like, we rolled out an update, so make sure you do it so we can have peak pricing on all your apps. And I'm like, oh, nice. Yeah. Great. So it makes you think. I'm not it a conspiracy does. theorist, but I will always, always be bet on the corporate system extracting as much money as possible. All right. But hey, everyone, don't forget, you can get all of our latest updates on Facebook and Twitter, at Friends in Film, and be sure to check out the rest of our shows on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And if you can, on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and a rate. It really helps. Yeah, and be sure of our tour website, friendsoffilm.wordpress.com. We guys will find written reviews from us uh, on a weekly basis. Josh is going to start a Mission Impossible, or by the time you guys have heard this, he will have started yep. a Mission Impossible first viewing experience sort of thing. Right. Title, work in progress. <laughs> exactly, because this is being taped early. Yes. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for those. We'll have other views up as the, the weeks progress, obviously. But here today for this episode of The Big Question, we are finally diving into Avengers 4, um, a movie that I thought we probably would have already talked about at this point, but we just haven't yet. And now ant and the Wasp has released in theaters. We were actually going to do talk about this last week, but if you listen to the main show, you know that we were recording in a sauna. It was like 95, 92 degrees when we were recording in our studio. when we left. It was, uh, it was exhausting. Wild. And uh, <laughs> thankfully, I think it was for the best. It was, uh, it was Thanos' doing <laughs> or somebody's <laughs> that uh, you know, we were able to hold off, do this big question now, and tackle our big question. That is, how will Avengers 4 bring, bra- bring back the dead heroes? Um, because... This is going to be full spoilers for Avengers Infinity War and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So if you have not seen either of those movies or really any movie prior to that in the MCU, uh, <laughs> don't listen to this because we're going to be spoiling every single movie that's come out so far, all 20 of Marvel Studios' first movies. Um, but the post credit scene for or the mid credit scene for Ant-Man and the Wasp ties into Infinity War, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. teases how that plot is going to play out, um, at least hints at some possibilities that could be at play. And so we're going to get into those, figure out what can happen, uh, because at the end of Infinity War, the only heroes alive are Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, War Machine, Rocket, Nebula, Okoye, presumably Hawkeye. We know Ant-Man's alive now. 
And we basically know that Captain Marvel is somehow around when Avengers 4 goes down. Right. And we can assume that Shuri is still alive. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. So after that, we don't know much about Marvel's plans. They're being very secretive, obviously for good reason, because they don't want to spoil their upcoming (laughs) giant blockbuster. Right. They're doing it the best they can, but Spider-Man Far From Home is already filming. Uh, Peter Parker, Tom Holland is already on set. So we know he is coming back. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is going to film next year. And uh, uh, Chris Pratt confirmed he's going to return. Dave Bautista said he's going to be back. So we know at least them, they're making it back. Rocket will probably still be around. Rocket or uh, Groot will maybe mm-hmm. be rebirthed. Another limb of him will be found and an- uh, another baby Groot will be born. The hammer of uh, Thor just kind of like yes. inches away and then all of a sudden... Group pops up. Yeah. Um, so we know some of these heroes are coming back. These mm-hmm. movies aren't prequels, even if the people involved will be like, well, you don't know. We know they're not prequels. Like people, other people involved that are higher up have said it's not. Correct. So uh, in some way and to the betterment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's future, they're going to bring back the big stars that they recently killed off, quote unquote. Um, and so we need to figure out how they're going to do that. And there's a couple of different options. Um, based on comics, based on just what the movies have presented so far as knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, the one we want to start with here is just potentially the cleanest solution of if Marvel really is going to bring all these heroes back from the dead, what's the easiest way to do it? What's the cleanest way, possibly the quickest way? You just reverse it. Command Z. Yeah. Undo. <laughs> Which makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, um, in the original infinity gauntlet run Mm -hmm. from the 19 something 70s 60s uh we get nebula stealing the gauntlet Mm -hmm. after battle with thanos and just going hey undo the last i think it's like 24 hours this is what is what it takes or undo what you just did except for me having this gauntlet so very highly specific the the gauntlet is like google now not siri um and spider-man will wash back up into or will rematerialize bucky will suddenly feel great uh fury will finish the f-bomb and the world will start to recover from an apocalypse Uh uh-huh and that's sort of the easiest thing to do it's sort of the um, dr- destroying the droid battleship of Star Wars or th- mm-hmm. shooting a nuclear bomb into the wormhole of Avengers where it just everything stops and you go, we win. Yeah. It's, it's least complicated um, and it's the easy out. Mm-hmm. It's, as Deadpool would say, lazy screenwriting though. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, to just say, oh, okay, it's all done. Snap and literally everything's fine or almost fine. Mm-hmm. That seems cheesy. Right. Like, would it be the simplest way for, say, Iron Man to get the Infinity Gauntlet somehow in Avengers 4 and Mm -hmm. then snap his fingers and then everything's reversed. All the people who have died are brought back from the dead. Yeah. But there are also questions that are raised because of that. Would the snapping the finger take everybody back in time to to the ending of Infinity War and... It's just different. Everybody's alive. And now yeah. Iron Man has the gauntlet instead of Thanos. Is that what happens? Or 
does the finger snap and all these people are brought back from the dead, but it's five years later and now they're mm. back alive. There's, there's some, I think complications that would come out of just snapping a finger. Everybody's back and everybody's happy. Plus it also, to me, I think would kind of cheapen the stakes a little bit. If you're just like, Hey, don't worry. We're just going to snap our fingers and everybody who's dead comes back. That's yeah. like, well, so nobody died. We can bring back Gamora, mm-hmm. Loki, Vision, um, all the people who vanished, who were disintegrated um, because of the snapping. Like, just everybody's back. It's just like, okay, cool. Like, even the people who could possibly die in Avengers 4 could theoretically be brought back. Right. And then just fine and dandy. We move on with our lives, and the MCU continues for another 20 years. That'd be great. I'd love to see more of these characters, but I also want you know, some payoff. I wanted to see some real conclusions, some real stakes. And I think just straight up reversing this, um, is a little dicey. Yeah. And furthermore, it would, um, push or continue some of the critiques of infinity war where people were like, well, we, even though that was like really traumatizing to watch Peter Parker fade into nothing, mm-hmm. he's got a sequel plan. So we know it's not the end for him. Right. And, to undo that um, just like extremely simply by reversing a switch would make people just kind of roll their eyes. It would make me roll my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it may end up what they, maybe what they end up doing, um, but we have other theories here. Yeah. So, and um, they're all on the table as we know. Are. Uh, but I, I do think the one that I think probably has the most credence behind it, the most, you know, teases that this is where they're going to go, um, whether that's in the actual movies or through set photos or whatever, is the idea of time travel. Um, now, this, again, is not a perfect theory. This is not an easy, all right, we're just going to, all the heroes who are alive, we're going to travel back through time. Um, collect stones, get our own infinity gauntlet, and then travel to wherever Thanos is and destroy him. And then we're all going to be, everything's going to be fine. Um, it could be possible because it's in Ant Man the Wasp post credit scene, they mention time vortexes that are in the quantum realm. Yeah. And in the first Ant Man, they mentioned how the quantum realm is a place beyond space and time. Mm-hmm. So. Theoretically, the quantum realm would be a safe haven almost where maybe that's why Ant-Man survived the snap to begin with is because he's outside of the area that the Infinity Gauntlet could even affect. And in the quantum realm, if you go through a time vortex, you are able to travel to a different period in time, uh, whether it's past or future. And along the way, they them being like the surviving heroes are all traveling through time together. And they're just like, all right, well, we need more help. So let's travel back in time to start getting some infinity stones. Let's also stop in 2016 at, you know, the airport in Germany and pick up cap and, or cap would already be there, but you know, we pick up black Panther and Spider-Man and uh, Bucky and Falcon. And now they're, now they're there. And now then let's travel to Kamartage and let's get Dr. Strange back right after he's mastered everything. Let's do this. Let's, let's keep just travel all across the galaxy in time and pick up the heroes who you've known and loved, even maybe some who've already died well before Infinity War. Now let's bring back Crossbones because we need a brawler for some reason. Oh, yeah. And along the way, they find Infinity Stones and they get 
get all the Infinity Stones along the way. Maybe Vision's not created or whatever. Or maybe they stop in a certain point in the time period and they go to a certain point in the further past and they get the Time Stone. Vision's still alive somehow. But that's the complicated thing with time travel. What are the rules? That's for sure. <laughs> because if, let's say, uh, these Avengers are like, all right, well, let's get an Infinity Stone. Where was, where's one that we know of? They're like, all right, well, Battle New York. Let's go get the Tesseract from Loki. All right, they get the Tesseract. That's one Infinity Stone that potentially would then fade away from Thanos' grip wherever he is. But does that also hmm. change everything that came after that? And if that's the case, are we changing the timeline or the alternate timelines there's so many questions that come out of yeah. it um that it's just again it's that complicated nature of what is this the best way so it's removing someone from the past immediately alter all of the events of mm-hmm. the future so that yeah that would be wild it's the back to the future thing where all right well if they travel to the past and do something to change history mm-hmm. does the butterfly flex fact then end with you know marty marty mcfly's parents not meeting not getting married and marty mcfly disappearing from existence yeah and like at a certain point we can be you can accuse us of overthinking a Mm -hmm. little bit but like you're saying if they're collecting heroes to go fight thanos on a wild ride like they're if if you're bringing someone into the future or take going to the past to bring someone into the future Mm -hmm. you're definitely changing the alter the course of that person's lives because mm-hmm. then they disappeared from the past and now they're going to pop up in the future and nothing they did in space time continuum happened. Right. So Peter Parker never has a homecoming dance where he leaves live and fights vulture. If you rescue him prior to that, or if you rescue him after that, it gets into like this very specific things. Mm-hmm. So like you said, it does seem a little bit dicey, almost extra dicey. And like, I've heard the theory that like a lot of people are like, oh, well, how do you wrap up some of these character storylines? And they mm-hmm. they are mainly revolved around the idea of time travel. Like for Captain America, they're like, well, wouldn't it be great if he can have a happy ending? And with time travel, he's able to go back to the 40s and have a, have a life with Peggy Carter. It's like, yeah, I would love that. That would be such a sweet ending to Avengers 4. If mm-hmm. Cap goes back to the 40s, him and Peggy get married. Shows everything's, everything's fine and dandy. But then is are there two versions of Captain America? that exist then in the present day one old one regular does he replace the other captain america um there's so many questions that i think just come out of time travel that to me it just worries me that time travel would be such a such a difficult concept to control perfectly to be like all right well this is how it works in the mcu Mm -hmm. this is this these are the rules we're going to follow them to a t and then we're going to also find a way for that for these actions not to change anything else that came before it, and it's just like I don't I don't know if that is even possible. Yeah, I don't I don't think it is. Um, if, but if it was possible, you would need so much exposition mm-hmm. that the proposed, purported, the Russos joking toss out there, but it could be three hours thing uh, uh, would seem probably possible i mean they did say that it's going to be longer than infinity war which was like 240 so yeah. it, it'll be pushing three um i think the only thing that maybe pushes me more towards the direction of whether i like it or not that time travel is the case is there was a piece of uh, concept art from infinity war that came out this past week mm-hmm. of thanos's farm 
but the description said Thanos' farm on Titan. But as we know from Infinity War, Titan is desolated. It's in ruins. There's nobody else on that planet um, because of the events that happened years ago that Thanos couldn't stop. But that planet, that, that farm that he's on at the end of Infinity War is well populated. It is grown. There's gardens. There's, there's life um, all around him. So does that mean that he traveled to the past and that he is out of time? Um, so that, that instantly means they have to travel through time to just to get to Thanos. Um, again, I think it just raises a lot of questions that may be too difficult to answer. Could they do it so simply as, all right, we're going to travel through time, pick up heroes, but then after that time, after we win, we just drop them back off in the timeline yeah. um, and erase their memories. <laughs> and they, so they, they have no knowledge. And then we're in some sort of loop maybe um but i I just think it i think it's so complicated to try to bring a past version of a hero into the modern time um and have all those events still play out the way they did because like you know if spider-man let's say they get spider-man from civil war in avengers 4 and then he goes on this journey with them and then he makes out avengers 4 alive and they're like all right well now we have to now we have to put you back in your place, in your yeah. present, in your regular timeline, and you can't change your actions, mm-hmm. which to him he wouldn't even know what they are. But you'd instantly be setting him on a on a loop, and right. how is there a future beyond that? Um, well, yeah. Well, because yeah, um, you, it's yeah the whole thing. It does <laughs> yeah how how it goes about if you kill someone in the future or if you kill someone in the past, what does that do? Yeah. And then ultimately, like, instantly, it should just, like, change everything once mm-hmm. you do it. The whole, can you kill your grandfather type of right. deal. So, only just spread across multiple heroes who have died in the future. Mm-hmm. So, can you save them from death by bringing them to the future where they've already died? Right. Like, does that work? Because, like... I don't know. I think Looper does a really great job of handling time travel. Yes. Um, it's simple. But they have the cause and effect. If you do something in the in the quote unquote past, mm-hmm. like for Bruce Willis, when he travels to the past to find his younger self um, and to kill the kid who eventually takes over the world, uh, when spoiler alert for Looper, you haven't seen it. When Joseph Gordon-Levitt kills himself, Bruce Willis, that future version of him, also disappears. Correct, because he that is one timeline it is he has changed the course of history precisely or when joseph gordon levitt carves something into his arm a message to his future self mm-hmm. says meet me here bruce willis suddenly gets a pain looks at his arm he's got scars and he sees it happening in real time yep exactly um so it i just think time travel is so complicated mm-hmm. that i don't know how they can do it in the way to bring heroes back from the dead while still maintaining everything that happened before, the stakes, the character motivations, um, and not have them just be like, wait, so what happened? Um, you know, do they even, yeah, I mean, it just raises so many questions. Um, but there may, I think there could be some sort of combination potentially. Okay. Um, maybe the introduction of an alternate dimension. Ooh. So dimensions Mar- are cool. <laughs> yes, they are. Marvel comics has done stuff like this with like secret wars. There's alternate dimensions and yeah. it's crossovers with slightly different versions of heroes. Maybe even 
this is a bit of a stretch maybe um, and theorizing on the spot on my part, but what if the Hawkeye we see in Infinity in Avengers 4 is actually an alternate dimension version of Hawkeye where he is Ronin instead of Hawkeye. And that's what that explains his suit um, where he's slightly different. And he, for whatever reason, is one of the heroes we know is right alongside. It doesn't really, I don't think, fit thematically with what Infinity War was doing of making it so the original Avengers plus a couple others are the ones tasked with trying to save the galaxy. But something like that could work where then they travel to a different dimension, find a different version of a hero, mm-hmm. take him into their timeline, and then go to a different point in their timeline, fight Thanos, they win, and then they put those people back in a different dimension. Yeah. It saves uh it saves everything about the movies that have come before Infinity War. But then it would, I guess, theoretically change or totally discount what happens in Infinity War. Um, no, I mean, not necessarily. Depending on, like, you could even just leave out the time travel element mm-hmm. and say they just open, like, you know, they open a portal, grab someone by the collar, yank them through the doorway and be like, hey, um, Peter Parker, Miles Morales from the different <laughs> dimension. Let's go fight Thanos. And he's like, sure, dude, let's go. And then they go. And then they win, and the Peter Parker materializes back. They're like, they do the whole Spider-Man meme. Mm-hmm. You, me, yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, okay, Miles. And they push him back in the wormhole. And then next thing you know, they're like, oh, that was great. And mm-hmm. then they do that over and over again until they have their team. But that's pretty ambitious yeah. even of itself um, in a lot of ways. Is that does that, I think it kind of simplifies, I think it's simplifying what you were going for a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. But it, I think it does fix the time travel complication where you're like, okay, well now how do we do time travel with this whole thing? I think the only thing that it doesn't fix alternate dimensions, unless you are replacing heroes in the timeline, be like, all right, well, Doctor Strange from Earth 2, you are now on Earth 1, which is the main MCU continuity. Yeah. And you now move forward. You are set in 2018, 2019, whatever Avengers 4 takes place. And from there on out, we continue. Um, is even if they use heroes from other dimensions, other times, um, how does that, how do the dead heroes return other than just changing of the, what happened in the past potentially? Oh, that's a good point. Um, which, because even if even if they are able to find other ver- other heroes and travel to a point in the past where they can defeat Thanos, they would still be in some sort of a time loop, right? Where Thanos wins and they have to the surviving heroes then have to travel to a point in time and defeat Thanos, but that wouldn't change any of Thanos' actions that happened prior to him traveling back in time, unless he was replacing a version of himself, which who hadn't already done those deeds which doesn't make sense because you'd have to basically swap consciousness with a different earlier version of himself. Right. So whatever happens, I mean, yeah, because when you're in this mix and you're grabbing like, okay, we need Spider-Man from the different dimension to come here so we can go back in time and fight Thanos. And then they all stay in this timeline. Mm Mm-hmm. Or perhaps there's no going back in time to fight Thanos and they fight him as is. Captain Marvel's there and they have their replacement heroes, which uh-huh. again brings up this whole, well, if you can just go into a different dimension and yank someone in anytime you want to 
um, bring a character back to life. Right. You're getting into these the the area of low stakes mm-hmm. comic book writing where we're like, oh shoot, we killed Peter Parker five episodes ago for right. dramatic effect. Drop one in from a different dimension, mm-hmm. type of a thing. So you, you you run into that, and my gut feeling from the Russos is that's not gonna be there out. Like I just don't I don't feel no. like that's the way you can do this. I don't either. I mean, as far as I think, trying to figure out how we get to a place where Avengers Four can wrap up with these heroes back mm-hmm. is I've heard theories that the ending of Avengers four is basically going to be a recreation of the ending of infinity war. It's going to be the battle of Wakanda all over again, the battle of Titan all over again, but it's going to play out differently. Um, and I could see that somehow where then those heroes aren't really dead because the snap hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So it's maybe, the surviving heroes traveling through time to collect heroes or collect artifacts, stones of their own to then better combat Thanos. And then they just travel back in time, like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So then those heroes would have the memories of what happened, yeah. but none of the other ones would. Um, but I still, it's just, I don't know. My brain is hurting well, then, <laughs> trying then, to figure this out now. But then, yeah, if they're going from present day to just before the Battle of Wakanda, mm-hmm. then they can run into their mold cells, right? Or if they even go back further, they run into each other at um, various points mm-hmm. in you know the MCU timetables, right? Um, Avengers specifically is what I'm thinking along the lines of. Then they can you know run into themselves, and be like, hey, you, me, you, yeah. you, me, me, hey, and then they can either bring them with them and like mm-hmm. have two of each guy rushing at him bearded cap with bearded cap with clean shaven cap exactly and- uh stealth suit all that jazz tony stark in the og iron man suit along with um him in the new that's almost i keep that sense i keep wanting to say symbiote suit but it's the nanotech yes uh what do you call it it's got it's that nice name. nanotech okay yeah but it's got a specific name dreamweaver no that's a program oh um i can't think of what it is okay but yeah well, anyway that could be a route. Maybe. But then what do you do with those heroes at the end of it? I don't know. You, you can't just have... Again, you shove them all back in the wormhole <laughs> right. and say adios right, while everyone... But again, even doing that doesn't bring us back our dead heroes. No. And see, that's the other thing. Like Bringing the heroes back from the dead, while it is definitely going to happen, I think you have to figure out a way to do it without making them forget what happened. Right, because if, they if, if, the they, if they bring back Spider-Man and he has no memory of his quote-unquote death on Titan and that mm-hmm. emotional scene with Tony Stark and Spider-Man Far From Home just picks up and he's just totally fine. Yep. It's like, well, then, again, what were the consequences unless it's that all the original Avengers are dead? Right. Like, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be terrible, but then if all of the heroes from then on have no recollection of... Wait, what happened? How did we get to this point? Yeah. Um, Why is Tony Stark suddenly not around? And Right. You know, along with Thor hasn't, you know, shot into the atmosphere in a mm-hmm. while. Where the heck is War Machine? All these guys. It just, it raises any, I think any of these scenarios just raise a ton of different questions. Yeah. Um, I mean, because you have a chance to treat Tony Stark's death like the death of Ben, not Ben Parker. Yeah, Uncle Ben. Yeah. Um. So... 
there's some interesting you're, you're losing out some interesting story things and i know they've thought of this or i don't know but I, you gotta oh, believe yeah. they've thought of this which is another thing like the russos have talked about how you know or maybe it wasn't the russos it was marcus and mcfeely basically saying this movie's not going to play out the way people expect it to which to me instantly kind of throws out you know, time travel and they've themselves kind of discounted the idea of alternate dimensions because it is, it just gives the universe from there on out the easiest out in the world where you can mm-hmm. open up Spider-Man far from home and you could just shoot Peter Parker in the head and he's dead. <laughs> and like, uh, don't worry, we'll get Peter Parker three. And it's like, what? Right. <laughs> it's like, there are no stakes anymore and that would ruin the universe. Um, so I think, I don't, I don't know if anything that we're, we've already talked about or we're going to talk about, is actually the case. Okay. If, if I was a betting man, I would, I think that the Russos and Marvel and Marcus McFeely have figured out some way to make this story happen. That keeps everything happening in the past. That gives the current heroes, uh, motivations that gives them arcs, gives them send offs probably. And that also brings back their new generation of heroes with the knowledge of what has happened already. Yeah. Um, because otherwise I think, again, it just throws everything else that's happened before kind of in the dump where it's like, all right, that was 10 years, 11 years of this journey. And now Mm -hmm. it's over. And now we're starting a new thing with basically nothing that happened before counting. Right. And I just don't think that works. Um, I mean, another theory we had written down here is basically a play on secret invasion where Mm -hmm. scrolls are involved, where scrolls are these shape shifting aliens in Marvel comics, um, that are going to be coincidentally enough introduced in the film universe in Captain Marvel, which right. comes out two months before Avengers 4. Oh, we have to wait till March. Mm-hmm. I thought it was February or January. No, that, I wish. I mean, it. I, hey, Disney, if you want to move it up a couple of months, uh, by all means. I honestly, a couple of months ago, I was thinking, man, if it wasn't for Captain Marvel coming out in March, I would I would have placed small bets on the idea of disney rearranging their schedule a little bit and having avengers 4 debut in like november october of this year and like just this (laughs) super surprise they do one trailer in like september and announce this movie's coming out in a month and people would lose their minds um that's clearly not happening but um i think secret i think scrolls could possibly be an answer at least part of the answer because if you, you introduce the idea of, okay, well, what happened to the universe that got it to be so overpopulated? Mm-hmm. Well, if the scrolls are taking over people's bodies but not killing them, you're doubling the population every time a scroll takes over somebody. Right. And so Thanos' snap is fixing the timeline or the the present where they're, they're, he basically wipes out the scrolls or most of them. I think that would be interesting. And then there are heroes who have been locked away, um, imprisoned, unconscious for years who have no memory. And then they come back oh. and they're like, wait, what? Who are you guys? Like yeah. Bucky comes back and it's like the 1970s version of Bucky. And he's like, Steve, what? Like, there's just like a crazy whirlwind of emotions. Mm. Um, and that would still, it, it would recontextualize everything that came before it in terms of those characters who quote unquote died because you'd look at them and be like, Wait, they were scrolls from X point in the timeline from there on out. Right. Um, but it also give those characters a way to come back, still be a version of themselves and play to the consequences, the effects of, yeah. uh, you know, Infinity War and everything. And then that pivots, that almost pivots Thanos to this 
sort of... He's kind of a savior. He's a savior, <laughs> and then they have to go find the trapped heroes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, then you look at a movie like Ant-Man, and you're like, well, how did the scrolls know to jump into the quantum <laughs> right. realm to replace Michelle Pfeiffer? Unless, unless they... You know, to get took, Janet. Unless they took her over years ago. Like she was one of she back was the in like first back in the seventies, and that like that's how long this has been going on. Is the, which is is kind of how the scrolls did it in the comics. Where like this wasn't like a short like, all right, scrolls, we're bored. Go, <laughs> yeah. go take over lives. Like no, it was like a it was decades of them slowly taking over heroes' lives, and uh, I think it'd be a really interesting way to do it, but like a super ambitious way where you're just like, it doesn't just change the way that the MCU moves forward. It totally changed everything that came before it mm-hmm. which would be kind of cool as a fan because they'd be like oh my gosh now i need to go watch all these movies again right with the no knowledge that you know it'd be the ultimate that Fal- that falcon has been a scroll the entire time or from civil war on yeah and and that'd be cool but again i think that's so much to try to ask an audience to believe that it makes it a bit unlikely especially with scrolls just being introduced two months before mm-hmm you don't have like years of buildup for yeah. people to understand and really grasp what scrolls can do, their presence, um, right. and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and my gut feeling is Captain Marvel is going to be more like the day the Earth stood still, rather so than this crazy kind of like invasion of the body snatchers. Slash, right. <laughs> um, not almost like Citizen Kane. That's not right. Uh, but you know extraterrestrial type galaxy movie so but would be epic and maybe that's when they're just ready to blow the whole thing up instead of doing secret wars Mm -hmm. they do secret invasion and then they're like all right everything you know is a lie see ya (laughs) yeah i think i think it would be interesting but i also think that secret invasion could be a plot that this could be like the next big thing marvel builds towards with secret invasion it's been like have something yeah, we're like, because all right, well, you, now these people are back from the dead and slowly but surely some of them start acting a little differently mm-hmm. and then 10 years from now we realize, oh, some of them have been scrolls the last decade. Right, yeah, that, that, that would be terrific because, I mean, it would it'd be much cooler to have a conspiracy woven through all of these films rather than just one villain because, I mean, you can go get Galacticus mm-hmm. for the next round but it'd be like, isn't this just Thanos? Right. It's just a but much larger blue. version of Thanos who eats planets. Yeah. Oh, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but would take us into the galaxy much more extraterrestrial. Yeah. Uh, I've got a theory, though, that I think is the easiest for okay. audiences to get around to. Uh-huh. And I think it's the simplest other than just saying restart, yeah. reset. Um, what happens if you blow the soul stone up? Or you break it, you crush it. Uh, it ceases to exist. Okay, but th- we do we know for certain what happens to the people who turn to ash? No, we do not. Because maybe that's just their physical beings, mm-hmm. and the soul stone was the hardest gem for that Thanos to come by. Yeah, and what if? Peter Parker's soul just floated into the the stone along with everyone else because Gamora died was sacrificed for the stone mm-hmm. she was technically the first to go yep and we found her in the soul stone at the end I believe mm-hmm. or yep. some kind of 
ethereal plane. That's correct. And she was there like, what's up, Thanos? Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, I did it. It's like, nice. (laughs) At what cost? Right. Very passive aggressively. And then I think the implication of that is the people who died aren't truly gone except for Vision and Loki. Yes. So if you were able to blow the soul stone up some way or do something to just say, you know, rub it like a magic lamp. I wish <laughs> Peter Parker would come back. And then everyone just kind of like flies out screaming mm-hmm. back to their, I don't, I don't know how this would work, but <laughs> they just sort of materialize back yeah, or a bright flash of light. And it's not a reset. It's not a, a time jump back to the snap of Thanos's finger. Mm-hmm. It just posits everybody back to where they were when the snap originally happened, Mm -hmm. but it's been five years and they've got some cleaning up to do. The real question would be if that was the case, do they rematerialize where exactly died or wherever their ashes blew to? (laughs) (laughs) It could be be kind of complicated in some of those instances. That would, that would really change far from home (laughs) going forward. Peter Parker. Like, like that, that's how he. That's how he got to Europe. Is because the particles, you know, were blown off of Titan and magically found their way. <laughs> Every single to, one of them. To, yeah, to Europe. Um, no, I, I think that I think that's a probably my favorite explanation for it because, well, except for the idea of breaking the Soul Stone, I don't think that would work. I think okay. if you, I think if you break the Soul Stone, you're eliminating the chance of getting those people You've back. You've got to do it like Dragon Tales. You say, "I wish, I wish for all my heart," <laughs> and then you'd have to get like, um, I don't know. You have to get somebody of insane power to be able to channel the Soul Stone mm-hmm. and get the souls out of there. Got it. Um, and I think I think that that is the easiest way to do it, where it could be some sort of it could almost be a reversal of infinity war where avengers 4 is a time traveling sort of movie where the where the avengers or the surviving heroes are trying to find their own find find all the infinity stones so that they can power the glove and then bring all the souls out um and in doing so then they could just travel right back to the present day and then everything's fine um, those, those people who died come back to life, but they would come back to life the second they're disintegrating. And so Peter Parker would like wake up on Titan, like yelling, screaming, like, Oh my gosh, what, 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 what? And then he just like look over and star Lord's there. And he's like, Ooh, what's happened? And you know, it's been five years and, mm-hmm. uh, the world has progressed and like, it'd be, I think interesting. Um, and I think, and I think it's the the best way for them to bring those heroes back still have consequences. Yeah. Um, let the story still play out. I think, and what I just said doesn't even really line up with me because, uh, if you still introduce those time traveling elements, you still introduce those same questions of what are you affecting? What are you changing? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if there's a way to, especially if Thanos is potentially in the past, get the souls back in the quote unquote present day, um, and just have them live, um, without trying to travel through time. Cause if that's the case, you have to get the soul stone. Um, so I think it's, it's a way, but I don't know if, again, I don't know if this is like, there's a single way that we've discussed. If anything, it's yeah. some sort of amalgamation of all of this. And 
that's how we'll figure out how to do this. <laughs> For sure. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, we have two of the smartest screenplay uh, writers on these things. I mean, Rope, Winter Soldier, Civil War, and these films. Mm-hmm. Those are really complicated, intricate uh, screenplays. So, I yeah, whatever they've concocted over the last five, six years, four uh, years, imagine yeah, three. Whenever the Russos got announced on the project. Yeah, it was... I mean, Marks and McFeely... Oh, man. I can't remember if they were announced before Civil War or not. Um, but Marks and McFeely were announced right away with the Russos, as if my memory serves me correctly. So, but I mean, yeah, they've, they've spent a year, two years, sitting in a room every single day going through all these possibilities, mm-hmm. discussing the pros and cons of each of them. Yep. And they are much better more uh, brilliant storytellers than either of us are, especially the combination of Marcus McFeely and both of the Russos, plus input from Kevin Feige, plus input from Victoria Alonso, Steve Broussard, Nate Moore, the whole creative team over there at Marvel. People who've been kicking these things around since 2012. Right, and especially somebody like Kevin Feige, who's probably had an idea in his head of how to do this for the last seven years. Uh, I've discussing all of this stuff... (laughs) has made me a little worried because yeah. I don't have the answer. Um, but at this point, the creative team involved with Avengers 4 have given me zero reasons to doubt that they can figure out a way to make this all work that I'm not going to love. Yeah. So um, They were announced in 2015 of May. Okay, so, so. a year before Infinity War comes out, or a year right. before Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, Mark Smith, they can start working on it. And yeah, I mean... Um, so, yeah, I mean, just kind of wrap this all up. Am I – do we know the answer to this big question? No. How will they – personally, if I had to guess, if I had to put $100 on this right now, it'll be a combination of time travel and the soul stone harnesses all of those souls right now. Um, yep. But I think it'll it, – it's tricky. I mean, I would be lying if I said that I am not – there's no doubt in my mind that – you know, this is going to go off without a hitch. Yeah. You know, I have a little, I have a little doubt, a little worry that they could do something that I'm not, I'm not going to like. You're, you're going to have to take a risk. Yeah. Um, for better or worse, the biggest risk taken in the MCU has been dissolving shield into Hydra or yeah. shield being Hydra. I think that's like the biggest risk they've really taken so far. Um, and the Russos did it. Mm-hmm. Civil war was some risk taking too. But I think that was more on the ambition side and um, story with yeah. just Bucky being the, the murderer of Howard <laughs> Stark. So whatever you're going to do, it's not going to be perfect, but you still got to take the jump mm-hmm. because some people are going to like it. Some people are not going to yeah. like it. But the point is people are going to be talking about it for four or five months <laughs> at least, or three months until Spider-Man or four around. or five years. <laughs> Ex- yeah, exactly. Or if it's like, you know, the last Jedi apparently until we all die. <laughs> <laughs> gosh um but yeah i i would follow up and just say i kind of agree um it's gonna be in elements that maybe this will be some i mean we've seen these things these seeds planted in all mm-hmm. these movies there it's gonna be time to sow them eventually um and then also we have captain marvel coming around and i you gotta know there's at least one or two things that's gonna happen in that mm-hmm. movie or things that 
she's going to do or lay out that are going to be like, oh, yeah. if we only had that mm-hmm. 20 years in the future during Infinity War, that would have been so easy for them right. to win. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, it's it's a will, it's a wait and see, but it's also a, I really, really, really want to keep guessing until I get it right. right. I want to have one thing on record. We'll be like, I said it, <laughs> but then you know, I also said it in the midst of five hundred things. <laughs> right. So it's kind of pointless. So it's not a great track record, but you can at least say, hey, no, I I, I knew this one thing. Yes, I predicted this one thing, and <laughs> you know what? The best part is we're theorizing about this now. We're going to theorize about it until next May, mm-hmm. and all of my theories can be wrong. And as long as it, whatever decisions are made are done for the betterment of the story, the betterment of these characters are done in a well-executed way, I don't care. Yeah. My theories are nothing. <laughs> they are just something to pass the time, yep. um, especially with something on the big questions such as this. So uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this uh, edition of The Big Question. We'll be back next week with a review of Skyscraper and another big question as well. Uh, if you have any topics you want us to discuss, send them to us. Tweet us at Friends and Film. And then be sure to over uh, and subscribe, share, reach, everything you can do for the episode. And then go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star view with comments telling us why you enjoy listening to the show. And then follow me personally on Twitter at MovieCooper and Coops underscore Hoops. And you can get at me, Josh, at just Joshua Ryan. And thanks again for tuning in to the Friends Film Podcast. Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes. <laughs>